With that familiar theme song, we're reminded it's time once again for the Harvest Time Gospel Broadcast. This is a daily broadcast with special emphasis on missions and world evangelization under the direction of Dr. Stenny Ballou of Resaca, Georgia. And now, here is Brother Ballou and today's broadcast. Thank you and greetings, radio friends. What a joy and privilege it is to come to your place of listening and share together with you another Harvest Time broadcast. I praise the Lord for this open door, this heaven of all privilege that our Lord allows us day after day together by the radio and study God's precious word together. I trust that if it's at all possible, you'll take the time out, get your Bible, and follow along with us as we open the word of God today. And again, let me say thank you for listening, and I pray that God will speak to our heart from his word. We're turning again in our Bible to the book of John chapter number 16. And we're looking at verse number seven, where our Lord said, Nevertheless, I tell you the truth, it is expedient for you that I go away. For if I go not away, the Comforter will not come unto you. But if I depart, I will send him unto you. For the last several broadcasts, we have been looking at the person that our Lord is speaking about here when he uses the word comforter, in order to understand the work of the Holy Spirit, we first must understand the person of the Holy Spirit. And we spent several days looking at that, and I want to go back and review, and then we're going to move on in our study of the Word of God today. Let me just again remind you that God chose to manifest himself as a triune being. We know them from the study of the Word of God as God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. Now remember, it's very important that you remember, there are not three gods, but one God manifested in three personalities. And as I said on an earlier broadcast to me, The easiest way to understand that is, look at yourself. I am body, I am soul, and I am mind. With my body, I labor. With my heart and soul, I love and experience emotions. With my mind, I think and make choices. So I am a trinity, and I said to you, my body cannot grieve nor rejoice. My heart does that, and my body cannot think. My mind does that. So my mind, my soul, my body are all three me. You don't see my soul, and you don't see my mind, but they're there, and they are me. So God chose to manifest himself in three different personalities. And I'm not going back into it again, but God gave to each of those three personalities some separate and distinct functions in the great work of God. But as we were leaving the air on yesterday, I said to you, we need to answer these questions and settle these thoughts about the proper recognition of the Spirit of God. Now, He is co-eternal with God the Father, 
in God the Son. He is coexistent with God the Father in God the Son, and he is co-equal with God the Father and God the Son. Let me say it again this way. The Holy Spirit is no less God than God the Father or God the Son, and he is no more God than God the Father and God the Son. They are all three co-equal. So we started looking at these thoughts, and I said to you, first of all, we need to settle the question on what he is not. Before we talk about what he is or who he is, let's see what he is not. And I said to you, the Holy Spirit is not just a figure of speech. The Holy Spirit is not just a figment of some religious fanatic's imagination. The Holy Spirit is not just a fantasy that some religious dreamer dreamed up. No, the Holy Spirit is not just a force of some unknown substance or source. Not so. And then I gave you another list of things. The Holy Spirit is not a second-class God. He is not a substitute for God. And he is not just a servant of God. So we see what he is not. Now then, let's turn to the other side. And let me ask the question, what he is? What is the Holy Spirit? And I want to say to you, the Holy Spirit is not an it. Some years ago, there was a group of people who published a bumper sticker. And you saw and heard the slogan so much, I found it. And it was a reference made supposedly to the Spirit of God. But the Spirit of God is not an it. I know in our King James Bible, there's a couple of references where the Bible uses the word the Spirit itself. And I'm not going to change that Bible. But I want to say to you, he is more than an it. If he's an it, that means he's a thing. He's neuter gender. But the Holy Spirit is a person. He is a person. This means that he has feelings. He has emotions. He has desires. And we'll study more about that later. But we look at the question, what the Holy Spirit is not, and then what the Holy Spirit is. So now then, I want to come down and just say this one more time. Who is the Holy Spirit? Who is he? Well, I'd say to you, he's God. The Holy Spirit is no less God than God the Father or God the Son. And he is co-equal, co-eternal, and co-existent with God the Father. Oh, I pray that the Holy Spirit will settle that truth in all of our minds. When we talk of the Spirit of God, he's not a second-class God. He's not a substitute for God. He's not just a servant of God. He is God, as much God as God the Father is God, and God the Son is God. Now then, I want to move on to the work and ministry of this person, of the Holy Spirit. We saw his proper recognition. I want to take just a little while, and I want to study on the fact of his power required. One of the great lessons concerning the work of the Lord 
is how much we must depend upon the ministry of the Spirit of God to do the work of God. God has a part of the work of God that he reserves to himself. And then on the other hand, he gives a part in the work of God to his people who are saved. And here's a situation we better understand. Man cannot perform the things that God has reserved unto himself to do. And then God will not do the things that he has designated as man's part in the great work of God. And what we need to do is find out what is God's part, what is man's part, and then we need to do man's part and then trust God to do God's part. And you can rest assured God will do his part. Again, listen to me. Learn this. There are some things that the Holy Spirit will not do. He requires man to do them. Then there are some things that man cannot do. It requires the Holy Spirit to do them. And I'm aware of the fact, as I say that, that volumes could be written on the subject of the working of the Holy Spirit. But I want to take time on the broadcast and mention five areas that I feel like are so needed that we understand in the work of Christ in these days that his power is required to do these things in the great work of God. Let me say to you, first of all, that only the power of the Holy Spirit can convict a sinner or a saint of sin. That is a ministry that God reserved unto the Spirit of God. Now, having said that, let me say this. As I preach and teach the Word of God, I feel a real sense of urgency to present the message of God as powerful and as plain as I possibly can. I want to preach every message, teach every lesson, present every witness as convincingly as I possibly can. I want to preach and teach and witness on every occasion as though the eternal destination of sinners depends entirely upon me. Yet, while I am doing that, I must realize that when I have done my best, my best is not sufficient to convict the sinner of his sins or the saint of his sins. This is the work of the Holy Ghost. Now, I am assured that when I've done my part, God will do his part, but I must leave his part up to him. I must leave the convicting up to him. You see, and many of us could testify to this as a preacher or even as a Christian person. You may put a sinner on a guilt trip. You may make them feel condemned, and you may get a profession out of them. But I want to tell you, you and I cannot convict a sinner of their sin. Only the Holy Ghost can do that. Notice my text in John 16 and verse number 8. The Bible said, And when he is come, he will reprove the world of sin and of righteousness and of judgment. Who is that he that he speaks about? The Holy Spirit. What does the word reprove mean? 
a simple explanation. It means that when the Holy Spirit is present in power, he will pull the cover off of our sin and righteousness and judgment, and he will reveal to us our ungodliness as compared to Christ's godliness and the godliness of our God, our unrighteousness in the light of his righteousness. And so the Holy Spirit must do that. And I want to say again, I feel an urgent responsibility to preach with all of my power. If I had my way about it, I would come to this radio microphone and just speak in a soft tone to you. But I want to tell you, friend, there is an urgency in my soul that somebody will be listening to this broadcast today and every day that's lost and on the road to hell. And I cannot, I must not come to this microphone without the urgency and the awareness that somebody's listening, that God has placed me in such a strategic position. I could preach to them that if I preach with power, and if I preach it right, then God will use the preaching and draw sinners to the Savior. So I must realize I am to do my best. But having done my best, it takes the Spirit of God to do the work that God does in convicting of sin. Father, take the word, use it to your glory. I pray in Jesus' name, amen and amen. Behold, the fields are white, it's harvest time. Well, I trust the broadcast was a blessing to you today. Let me remind you that Harvest Time is a listener-supported ministry, and I need to hear from a number of you. Would you pray for the radio ministry and then write to us and share with us in the financial burden? Simply address that letter to Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. That's Harvest Time, 179 Promised Land Drive, Resaca, Georgia, 30735. And be sure to join us each weekday, Monday through Friday, at this same time. God bless you. Until the next broadcast. Argument.